and close up to episode 44 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. We are Sans Kaus this week, uh, but we do have Rodri with us, uh, who is fresh off his first night out of the year. Rod, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, usual uh, predicament of a two-day hangover, so uh, it's nice nice that that's made a return, but uh, can't complain any- about anything else, so yeah, yeah, good all, all good. Yeah. Good stuff, as enthusiastic as ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm making a return to the podcast. Uh, we have everyone's favourite Welsh football supporting American. Uh, one of the few I imagine, Megan, but uh, you're, you're here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yes, all good. All good. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with um, what is probably a bit of bad news, I guess. Uh, we've had yeah. our first casualty for the playoffs this uh this week, Kiefer Moore broken his foot out for two mm. months. That so poor guy's done something to piss off the football gods. Like, yeah, uh, he's had a horrible run of luck. Yeah, since since the Euros, really, it's just been a bit of a series of unfortunate events for him. So obviously, yeah, it's a sort of a, a two month prognosis. I think we're about just under forty days away from the from the playoffs. So it would it would it mm. would need some sort of Joe Ledley style. Um, sort of healing, yeah healing powers to make it uh but rod what were your sort of first thoughts of Kiefer being out yeah um well as soon as i saw it, i just thought yeah here we go this is the start of it now who's next kind of thing so it's the pessimist pessimist side of me comes <laughs> out when things like this happen it's just i fully expect us to lose like three or four more key players but uh that that's just me uh, thinking the worst will happen, but obviously uh, hoping that I'm completely wrong on that front. But yeah, it's uh, he's our only real striker, isn't he? So mm. I don't know how how we're gonna cope on that side without him. I think we've probably got uh, alternative plans because I don't think Kiefer's been in the best form before he went to Bournemouth, and I don't know you you see Cardiff more than me, but. Um, yeah, it's not really been in it this season for one reason or another, and uh, but yeah, it's a big loss. It's a big loss because he does t- tend to turn up for us, so uh, for Wales. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, you do say that I watch Cardiff more than you, but that doesn't necessarily mean I've watched Kiefer more more than you. This <laughs> no, season. that's true. Yeah. The way it's gone, it's just been like like Megan said, it's just been sort of like he had COVID when he got back. I think he came back off the Euros late, had COVID, and then had little injuries, and then COVID again, and it just seems to be a bit of a a bit of a mess but he did turn up for Wales in the autumn so like you said yeah. you know he, it's not like he's not performed for Wales in recent months Megan obviously uh, people um, who uh, follow Alternative Wales on uh, social media will know that you've just written uh, a brilliant article about why it might not be so much of a problem as it would have been uh, a year or two ago yeah. um, I've, I've, I've sort of said that in the most confusing way possible but Megan I mean obviously what what do you think then of it all I mean it's bad news isn't it but it's oh, not yeah. the end of the world is it yeah you know, like add it like at the basis of it it's it's bad news because like Roger said he is our own he is our only striker and that is kind of an indisputable fact but at the same time he hasn't been in the same vein of form <laughs> that he was last year even when we played Belarus he was out with a yellow card um, suspension when we were over in Kazan, he wasn't there because he was best friends with Adam Davis and he'd gotten like some sort of COVID contact. 
and we did okay without him. And then like this season, he really hasn't been on form. So when you consider the other players who are in form, you've got Brendan Johnson, Dan James, Gareth Bale's actually played football, Ethan Ampetu, Harry Wilson. When you consider the vein of forms that they're all in simultaneously, maybe not really Gareth Bale, like Kiefer Moore isn't amongst them. So to me, honestly, when I'm thinking about, okay, like we have a selection headache, you know, do you start Brendan Johnson? If you start Brendan Johnson, you have to drop someone. Like, and Kiefer's absence kind of makes that selection headache a little bit easier on page. Um, so I think there's... Is, there's a little bit of promise there in the fact that he's not there. I'm not saying that this is great and in the World Cup he's not going to be useful. Like He's obviously one of the – like he's scored, what, 20 – I think in his 24 appearances he has eight goals and one assist. Mm-hmm. Like he And he's going to provide some sort of goal contribution out of one, one times out of every three games. So, yeah, like it does suck, but at the same time we've got all these players who are in such rich veins of form. I don't see it being a massive problem, especially if Gareth Bale continues to play. And he played as the number nine with Carlo Ancelotti over the weekend and did all right. Like there were no headlines that said Gareth Bale's done. I didn't realize he played through the middle for them. Yeah, yeah, he played through the middle. So did DJ, like Dan James. I I don't know if anyone saw it, but DJ against Aston Villa last week was unbelievable. Rod, you watched it, didn't you? I mean, hat trick, wasn't it? Or two goals? Two goals. But yeah, he was was outstanding. But he wasn't so good... uh... Saturday, but I don't think anyone was on Saturday. But yeah, um, I was going to say Leeds didn't get the the greatest he, uh, result on Saturday, did they? He has looked like he could do a shift up there, but the way he plays for Leeds as a striker, I'm not sure that's the way Wales would yeah. operate with him as a nine. So I'm I'm not convinced he's the option through the middle there. But uh, you never know with um, Wilson and Johnson on good form this season. You know. Yeah, because it's not like. Johnson doesn't play through the middle, does he? Um, he plays on the on the right hand yeah. side. So like if he plays yeah. there, you put Bale through the middle. I, I do think in a weird way it could work. I'm not. It won't be anywhere like Kiefer Moore being there. It's going to be different. But at the same time, like Wales kind of do need to figure out that plan B. We've been talking about it for years now, but mm. they do need to figure out a plan B. Yeah, I guess it was the whole sort of conversation going into the Euros, wasn't it? That they didn't take a second sort of centre forward as such. I think we've got lots of good forward players but we haven't really got a centre forward that sort of can back up Kiefer Moore when he isn't available I guess when you think about the um, way we lined up in uh, in the autumn what was it it was the it was like a, a 3-5-2 almost and obviously Dan James did play centrally and came wide yeah. obviously Bale didn't mm-hmm. feature in the in the Belgium game and Kiefer did um, I guess it could work if you do play like a front two of Bale and Bale and Dan James, and then you have someone like Ramsey and Harry Wilson sort of behind them in a more central role, and dare I say it, a more false nine role, yeah. you know, and have the front two as inside forwards because the width then comes from Nico Williams and Connor Roberts, yeah, um, which doesn't sound too bad really when you sort of say it out loud like that. Yeah, I, I think there are options, but I also think it, it sort of shoves Paige into this position where he needs to start to consider those options instead of continuously relying on Kiefer. I know these are two crucial matches and this is not one we should be experimenting at all, but in a weird way, if you're going into the World Cup, you can't play one single way. You do have to have those mm. kind of multiple ways of playing. And the Euros caught us out completely over the summer. So I do, I do think if like in Austria we can beat them, we are a better squad when you consider the talent that we've got. 
So I think this is kind of one of those like, all right, boys, step up and, and really play for the play for the badge. Mm. I guess he's got plenty of time to consider it now. It's not like it's come a week before the camp, is it? It's he's got 40 days. Yeah, it's come over a month. I think uh, Jesus was away. in like the desert that long. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he's got plenty of time. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm sure he, him and the coaching staff will have a, a trick up their sleeve. You know, they, they very rarely get it wrong in recent history. So, um yeah, it's just, it's just. Let's just hope it's, he's not the first of many with this. Now, you know, obviously, it seems to be that we've got a lot of players playing and a lot of players playing well at that. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you look at Nico Williams has had an unbelievable start to his life at Fulham. Oh, man Brett, of the like, match yeah. in his second second appearance. Yeah. yeah, that cross he put in for the for the goal they scored was was unbelievable. Um, yeah, so he's looking more and more confident every week. Obviously, Ampadu's playing and doing well in Italy. Uh, Ramsey's playing again, got an assist on the weekend. So, yeah, I think it's all coming together nicely. Let's just hope that Kiefer Moore yeah. doesn't set a precedent for the rest yeah, of the we squad. Need, we need we need the luck on our side because uh, we're we're famously not, we haven't got famously not got much depth behind key players. So you know. We can't really afford too many more of these uh, game changers to pick up anything, yeah. though. So, yeah. And I know nice Ruben Colwell and Mark Harris are no equivalent to, to Kiefer Moore, but considering that Cardiff have lost Kiefer and you've got Ruben Colwell and Mark Harris who are both doing like doing really well for Cardiff. Mm. I mean, Ruben Colwell's the one that scored against Liverpool. That was the only goal for Cardiff against Liverpool and it came from Ruben Colwell of all players. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that is, a, like, he's another boon. I know he's not going to be able to replace Kiefer, but that is someone that I'm sure Paige has considered. Considering last year, at this time, he just made his debut for Cardiff. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, and I- Isaac Davis as well. Is he a striker, Machi? Yeah, well, he... he's not yeah. a striker in the same way that Kiefer's a striker. He's very quick. He's He's... He reminds me so much of Craig Bellamy, and he wears 39 as well. I think Bellamy and him are quite close from Bellamy's days in the academy. So it is like watching a young Craig Bellamy, very fast, very technical, very direct, small, you know. So he's yeah. he's, he's more in your sort of... Um, he's he, he hasn't been playing out wide. He's been playing in a two for Cardiff, and he's got like Jordan Hugill next to him, who's a bit more of a big, you know, sort of yeah. more of a target man. So I don't think he's a direct... Kiefer Moore replacement. The thing is, we don't really have anyone who is. I can't like. You've got obviously Sam Vokes. I mean, he's wet so far out of contention now that he's probably not even in the conversation. Um, obviously, Tyler Roberts has been the preferred nine, but again, he's more of like one of those sort of like wide, sort of technical forwards rather than a a battering ram. Not that Kiefer Moore's a battering ram, all in all, but that's more of his thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which is why he's so important, I guess, because he is unique compared I just remember to... us last year against Czech Republic and we kept trying to to play through that giant yellow wall and it was just it was so damning so it was like we need Kiefer Moore like we were playing Kiefer Moore football without Kiefer Moore on the pitch yeah. and it was it was yeah but I do think we've matured so much since that era so hopefully that comes to comes to fruition in a month yeah and and the other thing is you know sometimes there's games where you'll play Kiefer Moore and he's completely ineffective because it's not the style of game and there's some games where you play, not play him and you're like, you're, he's crying out for him. So hopefully it just turns out to be a game where, you know, yeah, he may not benefit from playing anyway. But who knows? He could make some sort of miracle recovery. He could be sat in a cryo chamber right now. Um, and that is, little... it a, uh, 
is it one of those famous metatarsal injuries? Because uh, I don't actually know what the no. exact prognosis is. is well, maybe we're maybe we're all getting hyped up over nothing. He's just he's just considering the World Cup, and, and like he's just come up with this elaborate illusion of having a broken foot, and all of a sudden he shows up on the pitch like ready to go, rips yeah. off the cast. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it sort of came out of nothing, didn't it? Because he hasn't even played for Bournemouth. I think he's played a couple of minutes off the bench for Bournemouth. Um, and that, yeah, that's where he broke his foot. So he's very unlucky. Um, you know, a broken foot. It's not like it's a muscle injury. You know, they, these things happen, don't they? Um, yeah. Apparently, he's having surgery today. Oh, a so quick, it's like a, a legit quick... broken foot. It's not yeah. like a little little knock. Yeah, so, uh, but there we are, that's that. Um, hopefully, Robert Page is listening and can take something from uh, <laughs> from our conversation. Um, yeah. Right then, next up, Megan, Swansea, the curious case of Swansea City. Oh um, my God, it's like a roller coaster being a yeah, fan of this club. Sort of following from the outside, um, Cardiff have been pretty consistent this season in terms of being consistently rubbish and then we've had a bit of a spell of being consistently good. I can't keep up with whether Swansea are really good or really rubbish. That's We're doing this on purpose because yeah, we play like, you soon, so we don't want you yeah. to know exactly what's going on with us. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I guess the, you'll put a really good performance in, get a good result, and then the next week you go and throw it all away and it's sort of, you know... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So we, no one, no one really does. It's it's it? <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. So for the most part, on average, we have turned into a very like dominant second half team. Because um, in the first half, we're about as lethal as an apple seed. We just we just pass the ball back and forth and do absolutely nothing with it. And then one of our players in the back three try to step out, make a play, lose the ball, and then the other team scores on a on a break. And that's that's happened religiously throughout, like I think, really this this year. Um, and then the second half, we kind it's it's like Russell Martin reminds them they're playing football, and they're like, oh yeah, we should probably start playing. And they, you know, someone will, will do something crazy. Jamie Patterson coming back has been incredible for the side because it has given us that sharper bit of edge. But no, we're really sorely lacking to do that consistently throughout a game. But it's coming together slowly but surely. It's a project. Um, everyone's kind of still backing Russell Martin, even if there's a bit of frustration. I'm desperately nervous though for the for the derby because I don't know how uh, how 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 Swans are gonna mm. react against Cardiff because Cardiff do actually look quite good. And as you said, Swans are are very inconsistent right now. Yeah, they you know one week they are Swans alone. Aren't they? And then the next week, um, they you know what lose three nil to Luton. You know, it's just was it three nil to Luton, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's a strange old thing, and I can't quite keep up with them. Like I think obviously the windows happen now. Russell Martin. I think that was the worst part is that we just did not do what we should have done in the window, and Russell Martin has aired his his grievances with that. We we lost players that we shouldn't have lost. We had issues with the owners and there really was no backing there. Um, and that that's what's hurt us in the end because um, Russell's been trying to put like square pegs in round holes and mm. it's it's just not working. Yeah, because that's, that's the sort of the, you know, obviously I follow a few Swansea fans. I, I don't really watch them much. So I don't really know, you know, I can't, I can tell you exactly what's going on. But from what I can see is there is, I think, who did, who ended up playing left wing back the other day? Someone who was definitely not a left wing back. Um, 
I can't remember. I had Ryan Manning there for, yeah. for a while. Yeah, he was playing that. And I know Russell does not want to put Ryan Manning there. He wants to keep him in the back line. But there comes a, to a point where, like, push comes to shove. Ryan Manning's got to go play as left wing back. And, yeah, again, like I said, it's like a square peg in a round hole. Or, like, playing Monopoly with chess pieces. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I guess, obviously, the whole thing with Russell Martin is this project that, that whatever he's trying to do. And I guess to do that, he's got to get his own players in. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a difficult one. Um, the threat of relegation, you're not scared of that. I'm. I think. I'll be honest. If we 15, if we had, if we had lost to Bristol clear? City, like when we were one 0 down to Bristol City, I genuinely thought, oh, League One is not going to be fun next year. But <laughs> we came back, and I'm not afraid of relegation. But I definitely am like still looking over my shoulder. Mm. Um, like yeah, relegation yeah. to me is like a cop, even if I'm following the speed limit. Like it, they could still pull me over. Yeah. Personally speaking, from what I see of the championship, is there's always worse teams down there. So yeah. even <laughs> how bad the Swans can be at times, or if they're not picking up points, the, there's a fair old cushion there, isn't there? And there's a fair few teams between them and the relegation so. spots. But it's just a fan mentality. I think you're always a bit worried if you're not picking up enough points that you might get dragged into something. But I, I think the likes of Reading and Peterborough, they're miles off. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I watched Cardiff Peterborough Tuesday. I was at the game and uh, Peterborough. I mean, Cardiff were brilliant, but I also think it doesn't help that it didn't help that Peterborough were, were woeful. They were absolutely yeah. spineless. And, and you know, I think, I mean, looking at the table now, Cardiff are 12 clear of relegation in 20th. And dare I say it, it could well That's come enough. back and bite me on the ass. I think that should be enough after seeing <laughs> yeah. Peterborough and Barnsley in recent weeks. And then Swansea are 18, so I don't think Swansea have got anything to worry about, barring some no. sort of mad resurgence. I know Barnsley have been linked with Warnock, but they're, they're five points off safety um, themselves. Derby, obviously, who knows what could happen with Derby. I think, I think they'll probably get clear of it. And then Peterborough... The thing with Peterborough, they don't seem to sack their manager, do they? They seem to always no. stick with Darren Ferguson. And I think if they were going to sack him, he would have been long gone by now. Um, I mean, they can see. Well, this if they sick- do go down, I'm going to write them a thank you note and say yeah. thank you for making sure someone <laughs> didn't go down. Yeah, and and Reddin, I don't know what's happened at Reddin. Obviously, they had a six point deduction, but I'm sure I I read that a load of fans invaded the pitch and tried to attack the manager this weekend. So uh, who knows? That's the thing with the championship. There's always crisis clubs, and as long as you're, yeah. as long as you're not too much of a mess, you should yeah. be okay. Um, and it's quite a uh, the nature of the championship is that you, you don't know where your next win's coming from, and all of a sudden you'll beat a team competing for promotion. Well, that's that it. Kind of <clears throat> it. Yeah. That's exactly what happened, McCard. If we go and lose to Bristol City and I thought we were I didn't know when we'd win again I thought we were dreadful yeah. a week later we go and turn over Nottingham Forest who are arguably the informed team in that league yeah Steve um, Cooper just has to keep letting Swansea down that's exactly <laughs> why I did it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and then yeah Cardiff go and win another two games and all of a sudden they're 12 points clear so yeah a lot can a lot can change quite quickly in the championship but I've, I think Swansea especially will be okay this season um and yeah, if it's all about the project, I think it'll be a big old summer, won't it? Oh, I hope so. I, I really do hope so. But I've learned in the two years of living here not to get my hopes super high. Um, 
Yeah, if we don't get relegated, I'll just be a happy little girl. I'll throw a party. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right then, um, just to sort of uh, quickly go through some, you know, any other business. Cardiff lost 2-1 to Millwall. Newport drew 3-0 with Oldham. Wrexham won 3-0 against Boreham Wood in the FA Trophy into the quarterfinals. So that's nice for them. Um, Phase one is almost over in the Cymru Premier. I think we're only one game away from finishing. Um, TNS, Pennebot, Newtown, Flint and Bala have all uh, secured the Championship Conference so they'll be in the top six uh, next what season. Was the, um, what was the Kevin Druid's TNS score in the end? I saw it was 1-0. 4-1 one one to uh, uh, TNS. Yeah, I got quite excited, especially when... Yeah, I did as well. I was... I, I've never seen a team celebrate go uh, equalising in the first half like Kevin Druid did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, obviously, the sixth spot in the Championship Conference is likely to be between Connors Key and Carnarvon. Obviously, Connors Key have got a three-point bounce on them at the moment, but they could have an 18-point deduction for uh, playing mm. an ineligible player for um, six games this season. So, um, not sure yeah. what's going to happen there. Obviously, I think that's going to be... Have they admitted that he was ineligible, or are they mm, well, swiftly denying that? I guess I guess if he's ineligible, he's ineligible. But I don't know if... I think they're going to dispute it. I think they're lawyering up. Um, so that could get a little bit messy. I don't know if you've ever seen bench warmers, but there's a scene in there where one of the baseball players is clearly above the age of 15. He's about a 35-year-old man from Cuba. <laughs> um, and he just hands over a sheet of paper with a crayon written, I am 12, um, and about $100 in it. And the ref just puts it in his pocket. And that's what I've imagined is, has occurred. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who it's, knows? It's got to be something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure we'll hear more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, it's Welsh Cup quarterfinals on the weekend. Again, Connors Kier in that. Uh, and one of the games that the player played was a cup game. So again, mm. it's calls for them to be thrown out of the cup. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I think we'll let the, uh, the courts decide um, where that ends up, so one to keep an eye on in the next few weeks. And I guess the big story in the domestic game this week was little old Flantwit Major turned, turned over Pontypridd Town, um, yeah. and they go five five points clear at the top of um, the Cymru South, which is massive. Six, is it? I think it could well be six. Yeah, it could well be six. I don't know. Um, I got I got something in my mind. I was watching Scar earlier, and uh, forty nine they're on now. Is it? Oh. I think you're right. I think, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, they're clear. Uh, they're at least, oh, well, yeah. they're, they're over three points clear of Ponty. And there's nine games to go. Um, That's absolutely incredible from them. It would be the story of the season. Well, it already is a story of the season. Them even competing, I think. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, Megan wrote a great piece. Obviously, I had a chat with the man behind the Twitter account, the famous Slantwick Major Twitter yeah. account. He did tell me that they've got a few, uh, they've got a running list of things they need to get in order in case they do get promotion. Because obviously to go and get promoted, you have to hit a lot of different different mm. rigors for um, to do it. And yeah, one of the things is they have to get three flagpoles apparently. And he has no idea where he's going to get some flagpoles. So flag if anyone pole. knows where to get flagpoles, they are desperate to find some flagpoles. <laughs> okay. Why, I can't think why they need flagpoles. It it's a big appeal for some flagpoles to go <laughs> out. Yeah. I, I guess the big thing they need is uh, is floodlights at the moment. Although I think I think I know they were trying to fund that there with, through various means. That sounds dodgy, but it was all above <laughs> boredom. I can assure you. Um, so yeah, great to see for Flantwit, you know. So uh, long may it continue um, as we approach the. The crunch time, I guess, in uh, in in the domestic game, only nine games to go in the north and south. Um, so yeah, 
looking forward to seeing how that ends up. So that's it for this week. Uh, Agent Phillips is missing in action, so we haven't been able to to catch up with him this week. Oh um, no, what's uh, happened to him? So someone, him and Kaus, I think someone's up there. If they're both missing the same week, it's a yeah, bit, bit suspect if you ask me. Without much um, explanation, so uh... something's brewing up in Wrexham. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure we'll catch up with them at some point in the distant future. Uh, so that's that for this week in Welsh football. Uh, we'll do wrong another week next. Wrong another week time. Uh, we'll start with last week's results. Uh, it was a big, big win. Uh, Rodri played to the crowd. Uh, in third place, Powys with 8.3% of the vote. Uh, obviously, we've got a lot of listeners who like Powys. So, um, fair play. Well done, Powys. Uh, in second place, um, my pick of uh, players not taking penalties properly. Only had 11.1% of the vote. Uh, but a big win. Rod, again, it was, a, it was like a Cynical trump card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all attacks on the Welsh language from the last week. 80.6% of the vote. I think that's probably one of the biggest winning margins ever. So, uh, well done, mate. Wow. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, Rodri, uh, as winner, you you go first. Uh, what are you yeah. gonna pick? I'm gonna try and pick something terrible because I, I every time I win, I'm on the spot then, and I don't have a clue what to uh, <laughs> what to go for. So, <laughs> um, just uh, give me a second to uh, check what's been going on over the week. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess there's there's one story dominated the news this week. Whether we should really go into that, the the potential World War Three. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's not. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't know where who's the wrong in in all this. You know, well that's it. Those... If if we go with that, mine's going to seem really daft compared to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll I'll avoid that then. Um, <laughs> what I think I will go for is. Cleaning, uh, <laughs> cleaning just just general. a blanket, just a blanket cleaning of any sort. Cleaning showers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't know what to go for. The the so cycle I, continues, I, Rod. It, what was it? It was the week two, three weeks ago. You won it with something, and then the following week you chose your car getting too dirty, and then yeah. you went for attacks on the Welsh language, and now you're going for cleaning showers. Well, it's just, I, I don't know if, well, I have never had this problem before because I've never grown my hair before, but I've grown long hair. Right. And it starts clogging up the shower drain after a period of time. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can word it around having long hair clogging up drains, that's what I'm going for because I have Clogged to. Clogged shower um, drains, that that's yeah, it. I had to clean out the... Um, drain of the shower last weekend yeah i should have put a mask on or something it was grotesque and you know <laughs> just the just the I'm, I'm making myself look bad yeah i'm not that i'm quite hygienic i like to think but there was an unholy mess down that drain and uh the less i go into it the better because yeah it, it wasn't a pleasant experience and 
It's made me want to. I'm thinking of just shaving my hair off now, just to have to oh, avoid that problem. <laughs> yeah, from one extreme to the next. Yeah, but um, mundane cleaning. <laughs> See, I've, I I always give you these problems. I don't know how to word. We'll just go with the hairy drains or something. Which yeah, sounds like a that, like a terrible sounds, um, euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds right. like a band name, like a yeah. rock band name. <laughs> H- hairy drain. So but that's the best I could come up with. Sorry. Um, yeah. Just told, yeah. It's just. It's one of them weeks. I think. I think one of those weeks. Yeah. When something yeah. dominates the news as um, uh, as World War Three has this yeah. week. Imminent um, nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to really you know make light of a situation, but there we are. Uh, my pick now, also struggling. Um, I was gonna, <laughs> I was thinking of American football in general, but obviously, Megan, you're a fan of American football. Uh, I'll, I'll take, no, I'll take no slight if you <laughs> yeah. say, as a general whole, you just despise American. Yeah, that's football. like that's like a personal attack on one of your guests. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, I did also watch Louis Theroux's new documentary about the far oh, right yeah. in America, which was equally fascinating and frightening yeah. at the same time. Very um, much. Incredibly childlike people, aren't they? Yeah, they just cannot take any sort of like, yeah. like bite back. For s- people who like to use the word snowflake about other people, they're not half, they're not half sensitive about some things. Yeah, the way they, the, the way they like took offence to Louis Theroux and then all of a sudden turned into like childish uh, slights against him and abusing him with like most school ground kind of yeah, abuse. I, I think yeah. one of them told him to swivel on a dick, which I haven't heard from <laughs> I was in like yeah. year nine or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was an option. Um, do you know what? I, I am going to go for um, I'm going to go for paying for parking. Um, yeah. Especially in Cardiff, it's just expensive. Um, yeah, I tell you I'm what, fully I'm, with you. I'm going to slightly change paying for parking. I'm going to change it to uh, the cost of living um, <laughs> at the moment. Uh, oh, obviously, we are going through the cost topic. of living crisis. Uh, yep. ev- everything is getting more expensive. Your heating, yep. your parking, um, your energy, uh, just your food shop is more expensive than it used to be. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I found my way. I'm going for the cost of living in general. Um, buying a house is too expensive. Uh, so, yeah, that's my pick. Um, we got there in the end. Um, <laughs> and I think it nicely covers paying for parking as well. Um, yeah. So it's like a, all in yeah, it's a bullet point within uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Megan, then, what's your pick? Oh, okay. Um, my pick is something that has bothered me since I moved here. And that is daffodil hats on people who are older than nine years old. I think once you hit double digits, mm. you just shouldn't wear a daffodil hat. And I, I I'm so I, I, I know that some people are going to take offense to that, and they're going to take a slight to it. I just don't get it. And every time I see a dude wearing a daffodil hat in Cardiff, he's either fallen on the ground or he's thrown up in a ditch. And it just makes like every time that I see a, like a nice daffodil in the park, I'm like, oh. Just reminds me of that dude who was throwing up in the ditch, and I don't like that. So, yeah, yeah. I think People a, wearing daffodil hats over the age of nine. That's a fair pick, and I'd like to think anyone who's listening to this won't take a slight on that. Um, no, I'd like to think anyway. 
it's long been a bugbear of many people in Wales, I think, when you yeah. see these daffodil uh, hat-wearing people. So I like kids and I like a child wearing it. I think it's adorable. There's yeah. something about you, like an individual being 35 and paying for a mortgage and also wearing a daffodil hat. That is just so bothersome. Mm. Yeah. I think if they dressed their whole body up as a daffodil or something, it would be a bit more like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, at least he's made more effort, you know. Commit like to the whole face painting. Yeah. yeah, the whole, the yeah. whole Yeah, that's yeah, a fair yeah. point. But yeah, Megan, I, I, I very much agree. Um, it's a blight on our nation. Um, <laughs> a stain. <laughs> a stain. That yellow daffodil stain. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, I'm sure yeah. I once, in my in my uh, teenage angst years, uh, tried to get a rumour started that it funded terrorism. So you yeah, were quite the angsty teen. Yeah, you know, is it like you know, yeah, daffodil hat. Most people just listen to Panic at the Disco and put yeah. a little black eyeliner on. The, you went yeah. full angst. Louis, Louis Theroux's coming over next week because he too yeah. interview you and he, I think, My yeah. my favorite conspiracy theory is daffodil hats fund terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Um so there we are, yeah. Good picks. So uh this week you can pick uh uh drains getting clogged with uh body and head hair. Um uh yeah. the cost of living <laughs> and, da- and people over the age of nine wearing daffodil hats um again it's a broad church um so yeah. voting starts on friday if i remember on friday um when was we- it this week sunday was it yeah sunday busy this fr- week busy friday or- <laughs> it was a busy friday to be fair i was yeah. walking in the brecon beacons for most of it so um uh, i let i let, let myself off there um yeah. I did also fall in a swamp, which I didn't think was a swamp. Um, but yeah, we go sounds, again. Sounds quite fun. It was fun. It was fun. We go again. Sounds uh, like my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on then. Let's answer your questions. Right then. Uh, your questions to finish off. The weird and the ever wonderful. Um, I'm sure they get weirder every week, um, but that's the way. Aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-huh, we like it. Um, uh, right then, first question: Evan Powell, uh, who has asked. Uh, Rumor has it, Agent Phillips is uh, going to be performing a song before the Austria game. If so, what late '90s, early 2000s club classic will he be belting out before we start the process of world domination? Uh, Roger, do you have any inside news on what track Phillips is going to be performing before the kickoff in Austria? Is that what, is that what he thinks is happening? Is that... That's obviously the rumour. I, I, I saw uh, the Wales Away Twitter account tweet that apparently we're going to be having a, a special guest before the game and it was hinted that it might be David Iwan, which will be very entertaining. Uh, but obviously the rumour mill has done the rounds that apparently Agent Phillips is going to be the one. Um, yeah, he'll probably get some David... David Ewan or something. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> David Ian. Sham- chonky tribute act. Yeah, David Ian, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if, if if he was to perform a late 90s, early 2000s club classic, um, Pretty Green Eyes would be a, would be a, a show. Or DJ Jean the Launch is... Uh, I know it's a favourite of Phillips, as I've heard it booming from whatever wreck of a car he's got at the moment, so... <laughs> But that's not got many lyrics, is it? I think it's just like get ready for launch, and then a lot of noise. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Sort of it would, M- it would go down well. Some sort yeah, of yeah, it would go down quite classic. well. I think as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, or Cascada every time we touch. I used to, I thought, I think that's a belter. That's a good uh, one. Yeah. Is it? Is there a song called Castles in the Sky? I'm sure that's a yeah. good one as well. Yeah. 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 Um, There's that Titanic one too. I'm pretty sure that's one of them. Uh, is it Tiesto's remix of the Titanic song? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Any any scooter song fits the description <laughs> as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. Good 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 shout. Uh Podfather has asked, How do you think Wales would have done if they'd taken part in AFCON? Rod, you watched a lot of AFCON this year. Uh yeah. how do you think Wales would have done? I don't think we'd have coped with the conditions well. That's a, a good point. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris Gunter in Yaounde, I don't can't picture it. It's it's easy to think we'd do well because there was a lot of teams in there with like um, third tier French players and third tier Spanish players, but uh, no, I don't think we'd have coped with the pitch <laughs> as well or the, um, the heat. conditions. So I, I'd, I'd say quarter final penalty defeat. Yeah, to Egypt. To, yeah, I think they, with... they they beat everyone on penalties other than the final by the sounds of it. Yeah, I'd go with that. Megan, do you think we'd have gone beyond the quarterfinals? Uh, to be honest, I've now just got the image of, do y'all remember when Wales played in Azerbaijan and there were all those photos of the players outside, like in the training tops, but they were the, the sleeveless ones. Yes. Yeah. And I just remember Harry Wilson was so pale that I couldn't <laughs> yeah. tell where the shirt stopped they... and his skin started. And that's now all I'm thinking about is that if we had played yeah. an AFCON, a lot of those players would have some strange sunburns yeah. because they clearly don't get enough sun around here. We'd have no defence because they'd all have sunstroke or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. th- that's why that apparently that referee made the terrible decision of calling the game off six minutes early because he had oh, heat stroke. Oh, you got heat stroke. Everyone was laughing about it at the time, but it turned out to be quite like serious and not funny. That's reminded me of something I seen in, um, over the internet on the weekend. There was a Turkish player playing in goal and the conditions were so wet and cold that he was like visibly... Going through hypothermia. Oh, was that happened in, that happened in the no, it happened in the U.S. game for the yes, playoffs. The, That's what it was. was they Hon- played. Hon- no, but it's it's happened since this. this oh, is a Turkish game. Yeah, oh, it's happened in Turkey this weekend, I think. And the keeper, it's worth digging out because the keeper is visibly shaking and like, yeah, I, yeah, it looks awful. But uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, oh. that 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 U.S. game was wild, wasn't it? Oh, they, they it was, it was so. It. Yeah, it was so craven of the U.S. They weren't they weren't confident enough in themselves to win on merit that they decided that they needed to play all of their opponents in horrible cold conditions. So they go and play <laughs> in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tell the players, oh, don't worry, you can put gaiters on and you can put all this like long sleeve. You can wear like full baklavas. Uh, and yeah, two of the players ended up getting what was said to be hypothermia at halftime, so they couldn't come out and play. I mean. The U.S. That is such a horrible and just disgusting way to play a football match and to win a football match. It's it's it to me. It's like it's close to max mat, match fixing. I couldn't get the words but, out. Because I'm so mad. Yeah. Did they did they not have to play Canada in like cold weather though? No. As well, so Canada no. played Mexico in Edmonton, which That's I've it. been to. I went to in September and it was cold then. Um, and it's a big open stadium. It's like a, it looks yeah. like um like a South American ground, like no roofs. And I got friends who live in Edmonton, and they went to the game. Um, and he told me that uh, Canada froze the fuck out of the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. which was his exact words. 
um, yeah. in in what they've nicknamed now the Ice Tacker, which I thought was oh, was a nice. Yeah, touch. That's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But did you I, did you hear the reason why America played there? It wasn't just because of the cold conditions, but they don't like playing games in certain cities because when they pl- yeah. when they play the Central American sides it ends up being like an away game because so many will come, like when they play Honduras, if they played it in like, I don't know, like LA or somewhere. Yeah, there's a big like migrant population from all the, mm-hmm. all the countries they tend yeah. to play, isn't there, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. So they got, got an edge by doing that. It's shithousery. And I guess if you're the team, that's the team you support. It's brilliant, isn't it? But A few American fans, I think, were quite upset about it as well because, you know, when you look at the, the score line and you see that America's won, it, it looks great. But the U.S. is trying so hard to make themselves look like a dominant force on the world stage in football terms. Mm. But to do it mm. on merit and to make themselves look good while doing it, and that's just not the way you do it. It it really is just it's just not the way. It's um yeah very cowardly, and a lot of fans didn't they weren't fooled by that. Mm. Well, yeah. personally, I I think it's a great move, and I think <laughs> <laughs> more countries should do things like that to their advantage. Right, uh, Mike McCool has said, uh, serial wrongers UEFA insist on even more commercial razzle-dazzle being pumped into the beautiful game. Uh, which US sports or Super Bowl-style nonsense do you grudgingly <laughs> allow to become part of football? Dr. Dre at every halftime show, regardless <laughs> of what is going on. Like, absolutely. I went Dr. Dre and Roy Keane to analyse why Man United is not, are not doing well. That's it. That's all yeah. I want. That's a great shout. Yeah. Rod, any 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 sort of uh, American sport nonsense you'd like to to bring to our game? No, I, I what Megan said, but I think um, they do love going all out on the anthem in America as well. So I'd like to see like every anthem ramped up because I do love anthems in international football. So weirdly, that was one should... of the things I was talking about with someone last night because I was watching it and um, I was I was sitting here with my partner and we talked about why in the US. It's never the whole group that's singing it. It's always one person who's singing it, whereas in Wales, it's one group that's singing it. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with Wales, actually, is that it's not one individual singing the anthem. It's the whole crowd singing the anthem in the mm. stadium. So that is one of the things that I actually don't admire about my country is that it's always that one individual. It's very individualistic, whereas in Wales, when yeah, someone but... sings the anthem, it's, it's a big group. Maybe it was just because it was the Super Bowl, but they had all like the jets and everything flying over. Oh, so yeah, I think that's they cool. Oh, so at the end of you do, know, do, do mad things like that yeah. for every like mundane fixture. It would be, it would be like you know, if uh, pyro, swans confetti, were, swans were playing like Blackburn or something. And you've got all this, yeah. I don't yeah, know. don't mind that. Something don't, to consider. Don't yeah. mind that. Uh, Andrew Dowling going with a deep question this week. Uh, what emotion do you experience the most in life? Confusion. Uh, nice, Rod. <laughs> I dread to think yeah, of your it's answer. Prob- <laughs> no, I keep it. I keep it light. Uh, it's probably confusion as well. Yeah, or, yeah. or one wonder mystery. Um, oh, wonder or mystery? That's makes that's that's nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with There's a lot, lot, ap- lot to think about, isn't there? Yeah, lot I'm gonna go with about. apathy. Just sort of sometimes, <laughs> just cannot be bothered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, Paul Burns, this is a good question actually, uh, it said, after some high scoring games in tier three this weekend, uh, what has been the highest scoring game you've been to? Um, so I, he said he'll take one team scoring all the goals or an aggregate score. So, um, yeah. Is this in any sport or is this just football? We'll stick with football, I guess. Um, I think 
I dare it might just be this might be the six one Wales lost in Serbia. No, Cardiff lost six three to Liverpool the first time we were in the Premier League. I think that's my highest scoring football match. Hmm. Um, I, I've played in the eleven three defeat. Nice. I think or was it eleven four? Everyone just lost count in the end. Was, <laughs> in terms of watching though, oh, yeah, it's not that high. I don't, I don't think I've ever been to like one of these. Four all thrillers. Or I've, six se- I've seen. Or I've seen a four all. I've been on the wrong side of a four all. Cardiff went four 0 up at half time away in Peterborough, and drew four all. That was a that was a a dark day. Yeah, I can uh, only say my football history in in la- watching live football has been mostly one nils, two nils, two ones. Um, but the last football match I ever played in, I was six, and I took part in a seventeen nil walloping. I was in nice. goal. Um, I got Clean kicked sheets. off the team after that. No, I lost. Oh, you were, like seven, oh, okay. 17 okay. goals went past me. Um, and yeah, I never played football again. So, so there you go. That was my, that was my last two raw. What could have been? Um, Alid Roberts has asked about this thought, the thoughts on Lee Tomlin potentially to Wrexham. Alid will save that to for next week uh, when Kaus is back. Um, Kyle Jones has said tickets for the Super Bowl started at an eye water in $5,000. If money were no object, what would be your bucket list non-football-related event to attend? In a sporting context, is it? Well, he says or... non-football, so it can be sport or non-sport, I guess. Ooh. Mm. Super Bowl would be pretty good to go to, I suppose. Um... Yeah, if I didn't have to pay for it, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I've always wanted to do Glastonbury. I know that's not completely out of reach. Um, I'll just get around to doing it at some point. If we're talking, yeah, do you might as well. My, the uh, the teenager in, teenager in me would love to do WrestleMania as well. I bet that's a right laugh. Yeah, or the Royal Rumble, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'd like oh. to do Carnival in um in Brazil. That's yeah. what I'd do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good shout out. Very good shout out. Or maybe um. Tom Tomatina is it the one in the where they just pelt each other with tomatoes in Valencia or wherever that is? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure on that one, but uh, sounds These great. Really, doesn't sound like completely out of reach financial <laughs> finances wise, though. Just to get a cheap flight to Spain and throw a couple of yeah. rotten tomatoes about. Yeah. <laughs> what about the um, Asian games in Pyongyang or something? They, you know that that. Dark tourist thing we watched when 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 they had it in Turkmenistan, some something like that, some something completely outlandish. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, right, we might have to leave a few questions out because we are a little bit short on time. Uh, let's go for a couple more. Uh, ben Price, friend of the pod, has said your favourite goal of all time, any team in any game. The only first one that comes to mind is Ben Woodburn against Austria. Didn't really yeah. mean much in the end, but what a that was like a pure relief. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the anthem as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just stands out for me, that one. Um, it's hard to go further when it comes to Wales than Hal Robson's or Vokes' mm. goal in, in the Belgium game. Uh, yeah. I also... Uh, Bale's Champions League final goal is like weirdly patriotic feeling when that goes in because there's a Welshman scoring yeah. like one of the best ever yeah, for a final team, goals. For a, team I ever... don't se- a team I don't support, I did celebrate that one. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I that would nominate be up there for me. just like a person who scores. Rachel Rowe. Like I just think any goal, like every time I've seen Rachel Rowe, Rowe score a goal, mm. it's been a screamer. So I'd like to say that my favorite goals so far have been anything from Rachel Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd go. Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say on that if we're picking from individuals, it would be like a Bale goal or a Tony Aboa goal from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Megan, your first two Wales football goals are pretty famous now. Obviously the two Ram and Ramsey ones. Yeah, yeah. Those were, I think I always use those though. I mean, anytime someone asks, Why are you into football? I'm like, Oh, yeah. Aaron Ramsey. So at some point, I do actually need to say thank you to that man because he's yeah. he's completely changed my life. Not that he would ever know, um, but yeah, those those were two really great goals. I again, like I had to go and Google how tall Kiefer Moore was when I got home because I was so confused on who exactly scored the goal. It turns out it was not Kiefer Moore; it was Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people were in that position. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Jones has asked, "What are your top three clubs you'd like to see promoted to the Cymru Premier in the future, and why?" I've got a few off the top of my head. I'd like to see a uh, friend of the pod, Lee Jones, uh, vice chairman of Conway Borough. So I feel like yeah. Conway Borough, I'd like to see them in there. I like, I like that, yeah. He's a good bloke. Um, yeah. I'd like to see more clubs in, in Wales with this bigger, more bigger population areas there as well. Um, just to sort of like, I don't know, for crowds and stuff. Um, Boost the uh, profile, maybe, is it yeah. kind of thing? Or? Controversially, um, I'll say Merthyr. Tidville, oh, Merthyr Town as well. Yeah, you might um, lose a few there. Yeah, apologies to Merthyr <laughs> fans. I understand the arguments on both sides, but as a as an outsider, I'd like to see Merthyr in there at some point. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've, I'd also really like to see a Cardiff-based team that isn't at university as well. Um. Yeah, it's been crying be out for one of those for a while, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and a Swansea-based team as well, actually. Um, yeah. Neither, neither, you know, the Wales's two biggest cities are represented in. Well, obviously Cardiff Met. Again, I don't want to slight on Cardiff Met, but it's weird as a university. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got to, I've got to say Kendavri as well for me. Of course, that's never likely to happen, but you know, can dream. And if it's yeah. like a pure, purely fa- fantasy based thing, chuck him in, and I'm sure Kaus would throw Ken Sanan in as well. Yeah, if he yeah. were here. So yeah. Uh, good shout. Uh, right, let's go with. We'll go, we'll have three more questions. We'll do two of them fairly quickly. Uh, Bush, here he is, has come with his <laughs> classic question, and utterly, I don't even know if I'm going to answer this question, but um, he says the Georgian-born singer-songwriter Katie Melua um, said there are nine billion <laughs> bicycles in Beijing. Uh, she claims it's a fact. Um, Bush has said he sent a freedom of information request to the Chinese government to substantiate this, but I'm not holding his breath, my breath on a reply, though. Uh, so he said, what are your fantastically amazing facts you have tucked away to amuse your family and friends? Um, oh any gosh, any I takers? I have to think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's... i got nothing at the top of my head, I don't think. The only one i got at the top of my head is Portsmouth is an island, because that blows my mind, thinking about that. <laughs> and I only found that out recently, and I feel like a lot of people won't know that. Portsmouth's an island... Yeah, did you not know that, Rod? I knew it was I like no a kind idea. of. What's the other word for? It's like a peninsula, is it, or something? That's what yeah, I thought it it's was. Only, it's only connected by man-made road. Ah, right. No, I yeah. didn't know that. Got I had a good mate from Portsmouth. Yeah. There so, we uh, No, I'll, 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 I'll think of one before next week if, if I'm on. So uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd say I my, can't my really... only my only fun fact I think would just be like something about how if you get bit by a snake in Louisiana, you've got about twenty five minutes to suck out the venom, or you're probably fucked. <laughs> if you suck out the venom, wouldn't the venom just go back inside you? It would does you... seem like a paradox, doesn't it? Yeah. So you have to like suck it out, but then you're like you don't swallow it. Like you, you, spit, you, it out, yeah. you spit it out. Okay. Remind me if I ever go to Louisiana about I'll that. Let, I'll let you know. I'll give you a list yeah, of things you. to that's, avoid. That's one thing I was told in Australia. If you get bitten by a, a brown snake, is it or a taipan? One of these like the top three deadliest in the world is do not. Once you get bitten, don't move a muscle because uh, obviously the faster you pump blood around, the faster the venom works its way around. So you've got to lie there and hope for the best. <laughs> Don't even <laughs> scream for help. Just lie there. <laughs> yeah. So. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. So two massive questions left. Um, Matthew Davis, friend of the pod, on friend of me. Uh, we've got. We had a controversial <laughs> moment in our five aside, which is actually seven aside, but we still call it five aside. Last week. Um, so we run a a, 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 a league table. Uh, based on results um last week uh, it was a controversial game um so hopefully we need some impartiality to decide what happened uh seven aside uh one of the op- my team's opposition um was injured and went in goal for uh, about 55 minutes of the hour uh, he did make some saves but obviously did- he had pulled his groin and was unable to carry on at full fitness a lot of people on the obviously they ended up losing the game only by three goals. I must add, they want to avoid the result. The winners obviously want to see the result stand. Uh, any thoughts on what should happen? Well, did they did they ask to to avoid the result before he went into goal? Like, was the option of of potentially postponing this match to another day even considered before the result was finalized? No, it was uh, it was only afterwards, which was one of my arguments. With if they had won the game, then I don't yeah. think they'd be asking. I I, I don't don't personally see the controversy in any of it. So the result stands, if you ask me. Okay. Yeah, I think I think if they had asked to to avoid the result or to postpone the match beforehand, so they raised some sort of doubts over whether his his fitness would prove costly then yeah potentially they've got an argument but they didn't so yeah no nah, i'm uh i'm sorry to say jury's out but no nah, it definitely in. stands just, so just like can... the snake venom suck it up <laughs> as one of the boys suck it up and spit it out as one of the boys <laughs> described it it was an act of god and insurance yeah. would wouldn't pay out or something yeah, like that. True. So, uh, <laughs> and then finally, we'll finish on a massive question again. If we haven't answered your question this week, I'm sorry. We have had a few, when we are strapped for time. Um, but please ask it again next week, or we'll return to the questions. Uh, the biggest question I think we've received in a long time. Evan Williams has asked, "What's your go-to Indian order?" Rodri, we'll, we'll wait for you, uh, Megan. Uh, as... uh, I got you. I got Indian on Saturday. It was so good. Yeah. Obviously, you're new to the. I guess. British Indian is very different to Indian elsewhere in the world. What, yeah, what what's yeah. your go-to? It um, has there has to be chips. There has to be chips. There's okay. nothing like they can't not have chips. And then you have to have uh, tikka masala, some sort of chicken tikka masala, and then anything with lamb. I'm, I like I like lamb. Mm. Um, I'm also kind of limited because of the whole you know like dairy intolerance. So just I can't have like non bread and things, but 
Um, any sort of masala, any sort of tikka masala. And if it's really spicy, it makes the back of your throat burn 100%. That's what I'm eating. Okay. Do you, any sides? Are you uh, baji, nut, or chicken Yeah. Baji. Definitely. Okay. Onion baji. Okay. There we go. Rod, big. Obviously, I, we all know you're a fan of the curry. Yeah, I think uh, Evan's probably built it up. He thinks it's going to be a very like cultured and <laughs> unusual answer. Oh, I'm it's... not expecting cultured from you, Rod. If if anything, no, it's not going to be cultured. Route... It's going to go route one. Um, just the hot one of the hot. Like I haven't braved a foul yet, but I usually go for the hottest curry going on so the menu. What are you like a vindaloo man? Or... Vindaloo, yeah, chicken vindaloo. I I usually go chicken because. It doesn't sound the safest option, but it usually is for me personally. Uh, in an Indian, <laughs> to go chicken, <laughs> um, side of baji and ananan of your choosing. I'd, I'd sometimes go kima naan, a bit of extra meat in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your bog standard pilau rice, uh, and about a thousand poppadums because I'm a big poppadum, uh, yeah, what's the yes. word I'm looking for? Connoisseur, no, it's not aficionado. <laughs> That's the one, yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. And check all this, all the um, unusual dips you can find for the poppadoms. Check them on there as well. And Do you like the lime pickle? Because I don't like. Yeah, the lime I like. Pickle at all. I like it all. I like oh. it all. The one thing I didn't, I have, and I'm not massively keen on is garlic pickle because garlic and me aren't. I don't think I've ever complete. had a garlic pickle. Yeah, I've I've found a lot of these pickles over the years. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, experimented with pickles so um and one thing i will say is i don't recommend a night out and cur- and a curry go hand in hand because the the bloats i've experienced in the past when <laughs> drinking pints <laughs> with curries is yeah extraordinary bloat if you combine lager with it so that's the top tip for me there good stuff yeah. uh my my go-to is chutney tray obviously yeah my main go-to is your mint yogurt, your little onion bits, and your mango chutney. Don't really fuck with the yeah. other stuff. Uh, quality, um, classic. Interesting you say chips, Megan, because I will never order chips if I was to go to an Indian. But if someone else orders them on the table, I will definitely have a handful of them. I, yeah. I love them. But I think that's because I went 22 or three years without proper chips. So I'm making up for 23 mm. years of, of chipless time. Yeah. Um, I am a lamb tikka man. So any sort of lamb tikka curry, my favourite moment is a karahi. I don't really know exactly. Yeah, really I've, know had, I've had, I've yeah. had a cut, 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 whatever. Yeah, karahi. karahi. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah. I do like a lamb tikka masala, but yeah, a karahi is just a little bit, I don't know, not as sweet as a tikka masala. Because uh, sometimes a tikka masala can be a little bit too sickly because it's too creamy, I find. Um, I don't have any rice. Because it's just mm. an unnecessary. Uh, I agree with that. 100%. Carbs. Um, oh, not just, not for that reason. I just no, think not, rice is plain. Not, yeah, not carbs is in. I'm not doing it. I'm having an Indian for crying out loud. I'm not. <laughs> <you> mean, <laughs> I'd rather have uh, an extra side than rice because it just fills you up too much and doesn't offer you enough. So I'll usually have an onion. Uh, maybe a chicken pakora is a good. Um, and recently, uh, I had masala white bait in my local Indian. Which Christ, was that's... phenomenal. Does sound good, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. You you lost me on the no rice there, though. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it's a, yeah. it's a controversial choice, but yeah, I'm a no rice man, uh, and a garlic naan usually. 
Do you know what? I don't know why I've never tried a keeman on, but it sounds right on my street, so I'll probably have I'll try keeman on next time I go to an yeah. Indian. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's this week's show and your questions again. Sorry if we haven't got around to answering your questions. We've had some really good ones actually, and I I would like to go back and answer a few more. Um, Rodri, your pick on the track. What are you going for? Yeah, well, I was watching the Super Bowl last night and Cincinnati Bengals is it, were playing. So yeah. I mm-hmm. thought of my one of the, I've picked them before. My name is Ian, but they've got a song called Cincinnati Cola. And it just reminded me of that song whilst I was watching it. So I'll, I'll pick that. I know they lost, but uh, spoiler alert for any, <laughs> anyone who hasn't. <laughs> but, to be yeah. fair, by the time people listen to this, it is going to be Wednesday. So I'd like True. to think they yeah. would have known by then if, if yeah. they care at all. Because uh, personally, I don't. But I know a lot of people yeah, do, yeah. and that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, was yeah. it Cin- Cincinnati Cola by. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my name is Ian. Ian. Um, uh, Adam from Re- uh, Radio Glanai uh, Davidui uh, asked earlier why we only pay, play a certain uh, limited amount. It is, I think, to protect us from any sort of copyright claims. Yeah. There is some I sort of rules in it that 30 seconds are, or less. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason. Um, again, I don't know if it's actually that is the law, but I just it is. It is definitely yeah. a law, I think. Uh, so uh, yeah, just thirty seconds, and then it's to like it's to avoid is to avoid uh, any you you have to pay to include longer con- uh, songs. Yes. In, I think. Yeah, and so as much as I'd like to, that, as much as I'd like to pay artists, um, I don't pay even pay myself to do this, uh, let alone any of our uh, lovely uh, contributors so um, yeah uh, if you like what you hear from the track you can go and find it on YouTube or or, or Spotify or wherever so uh, that's the reason uh, there uh, so just before we go Megan thank you for coming on any closing oh. statements uh, no just you know the NFL's cool Bengals should have won honoured to be on the 44th episode of this podcast excellent thank you uh, it's what everyone. I'm assuming when you came, moved to Wales, you dreamed of being on episode 44 of Alternative Wales. <laughs> yeah. um, I, di- I didn't even. I didn't even think these were. This was so far out of reach. I didn't even <laughs> dream about it. This was, I didn't. Even, I couldn't imagine something like this. So yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful pinnacle of my life. <laughs> and Rodri, anything from you before we finish? No, really. I'm. Uh, I've just. Uh, decided now I'm gonna have a massive curry now. I know it's a Monday, <laughs> but fuck it. It's just that yeah. my mouth's watering after that last question. So yeah, and keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. And if you're a if you run an Indian restaurant and you listen to this, please do get in us. touch. Please get in yeah. touch and let us have <laughs> a massive free meal there. Um, yeah, that would be the least once a week. <laughs> once <Yeah>. a week. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll finish up. Uh, thank you for listening uh, to play us out this week. We've got Cincinnati Cola by the brilliant My Name is Ian uh, uh Thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Cincinnati Cola.